Welcome to the Wealthy Woman Podcast. You're here because you're a high-achieving woman that wants it all. The success, wealth, time freedom, and genuine joy in your life. Hi, I'm Lauren, and I'm here to tell you, you can. You can have it all. But what is true wealth? It's not just money and achievements because success without happiness and fulfillment isn't success at all. Here, we're going to have conversations about creating a beautiful life alongside the success that you're striving for. If you want to create long-lasting success that's fully in alignment with the life you desire to live by working less, making more, and stepping into the version of yourself you've always wanted to be, then you're in the right place. Let's roll into today's episode. Hello, beautiful ladies, and welcome back to the show. I am so excited about this particular episode, and I'm going to make a very bold prediction. I am predicting that this episode is going to be one of, if not the top, downloaded episode to date. And that is a bold prediction because I've had a couple episodes that have been very, very popular, but I just have this gut feeling that what we're going to talk about today is going to resonate so deeply with you. So when I think about the wealthy woman, I think of a woman who is confident, she is bold, She is not in competition with anyone else. She has nothing to prove. She knows who she is and she has very clear and healthy boundaries. And today we're going to talk about boundaries with social media. And this episode has been brewing within me for the past, I would say, almost four years months. So I want to take you back to the end of last year. Last year was a very interesting year for me in my life, in my business. It was my second six-figure year in terms of our life and our personal financial situation. We had a huge quantum leap and it was very disorienting in many ways and I struggled actually quite a lot in my business especially in Q3 and Q4. So at the end of last year I was really feeling like I was falling into a negative relationship with social media and I'm sure so many of you listening can relate. There was a lot, a lot of comparison going on, especially when it came to my business. And I knew that it was having a negative impact on my mental health and my overall joy. So comparison, I believe, is the thief of joy. Comparison puts us into an instant state of lack and I know many of you are in the same boat, especially as moms, especially as female entrepreneurs who run online businesses. It is so easy to fall into this comparison trap. And I always felt like I had this like push-pull relationship with social media or a love-hate relationship 
with social media. And in, on one side of the coin, I felt like I needed to be on it in order to grow my business, right? Like my business, my primary tool for promoting my business for the past, let's see, my business started in August of 2014. It is now April of 2023. So for the past almost nine years, my business has been run on social media. It is completely online. And so I felt like I needed to be on social media in order to promote my business, in order to grow my business. But then on the flip side, I felt like I was constantly chasing more, constantly chasing more likes, more follows, more views. There's always more to do. And you know, you can get sucked into this conversation about the algorithm, especially on platforms like Facebook or Instagram. And I just, I always felt like what I was doing was not enough. What I was doing wasn't working in comparison to what I saw other women doing. I got into this really unhealthy comparison trap and I felt like I had squirrel brain, right? Like if you're watching what other people in similar industries or in similar roles with similar businesses are doing, it constantly can feel like, well, I what I'm doing doesn't feel like it's working, so I need to try that. I need to try that. I need to try that. Try that. Well, what she's doing is working for her. I'm going to try that, right? So it's like the squirrel brain of constantly bouncing all over the place, trying new things and seeing if something sticks, like throwing spaghetti at a wall, right? Like constantly just like throwing something at a wall, hoping something would stick. So I was in this really, really like tricky place with social media. I actually don't love social media and we'll get into that later in the podcast. I've never been a huge social media person. Before I started my network marketing business, I was never on social media. And then when I started it, it was like you need social media to grow. And so I that's when I really dove into growing and being growing my social media and being on social media. And so I felt like I had this weird relationship with social media and I'm guessing that there are a lot of you listening that can relate to that feeling. Now I have been really diving deeply into my human design and as I have done this I have realized why social media was negatively impacting me in such a big way. Number one, I have an open head center. And what this means is that my inspiration, my ideas, and answers to things completely come from outside of me. They are not generated within me. I'm also an empath to other people's thoughts and feelings. And I have no access to this center's energy from within. So all of the energy that I receive from the head center, which is the center of 
inspiration and ideas comes from or is picked up from other people and my environment. So what this led to was a feeling that I needed to be on social media to get ideas, right? Because if ideas are not coming from within me, then I need to constantly be exposing myself to a place where ideas are flowing. So I was constantly looking outside myself for ideas, for inspiration, which led to so much scrolling. And maybe I'm calling some of you out. Maybe you're like, yep, that sounds exactly like me. Do not feel ashamed. This has been me for a very long time and I did not understand it until I really dove into my human design. So I would scroll looking for inspiration, looking for ideas. I always felt like I couldn't just come up with ideas on my own and I can't. Because I have this open head center. Those things do not come from within me. There are other types within human design where those ideas do come from within you. Or if you have a defined head center, those ideas do come from within you. For me, because I'm completely open, I have no access to that center's energy whatsoever. So I was constantly scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, looking for ideas and inspiration. And I also had no plan that I was going to execute on. And so I had squirrel brain. Like I said before, it was like, oh, she's doing this and that looks cool and that's working for her. So I'm going to try that. And I would try it for, you know, a little bit. I would not give it the full amount of energy that it probably needed. And then I would move on to the next thing because it didn't feel like it was working. And I would try that. And then I would move on to the next thing. And I would try that. And I would move on to the next thing and try that. And so it felt like nothing was working. But because of this open head center, it also felt like I needed to be on social media, scrolling, following all of these other people within my industry at first network marketing and that now within the coaching industry that were doing something similar to me and I needed to look to them for ideas. Now, yes, I do get ideas and inspiration from outside of me, but there is a healthy way to go about that in a way that's very in alignment for me. And then there is a way that is out of alignment and a very unhealthy way to go about it. And I was going about it in a very unhealthy way. Now, on top of that, I have an undefined ego center. And so I am supposed to surrender and let things flow to me to respond to. I am not supposed to force things. So actually when I learned about all of these centers and whether I was open, undefined, or defined, it all started to make sense. Because of my type, I constantly have things flowing to me. So there are constantly ideas flowing to me, opportunities flowing to me, people flowing to me because my type has a very magnetic aura. So I don't actually have to worry about going out and scrolling and trying to find these ideas because I'm attracting them to me. They're always coming to me and it's my job simply to let them flow in and to respond to them without 
force, but I was forcing things. Now, part of having an undefined ego center is when you're out of alignment, you are very competitive. So I was out of alignment in this center. I was very competitive and Uh, There is a need to prove. So I was constantly trying to prove myself and I was comparing myself to others. So you can see how this became very, very unhealthy on social media very quickly. I, because of my open head center, I felt the need to be on there scrolling, looking at other people who were doing something similar to me for ideas, for inspiration. But on the flip side of that... I had a tendency to compete, to feel like I needed to prove, and to compare myself with others because I have this undefined ego center. So these two things combined created a very unhealthy social media environment for me. So if you're sitting here thinking, okay, she's talking about these centers, she's talking about types, uh, she's talking about human design, I have no idea what any of this is and you're interested in learning more and you want to learn the basics of your human design, just reach out to me. Shoot me a message on Instagram or Telegram. I would be happy to pull your chart for you. I just need a couple of details and I will pull your chart, send it to you and give you just a quick basic rundown of what your human design is. It has been so transformative for me. It is like I completely understand myself now. So this is where I was at at the end of 2022, at the end of Q4. And I decided that something needed to change. And I needed to implement some strong boundaries with social media. I felt like it was not serving me. I felt like it was stealing my joy. But I also knew that I wanted to utilize social media in some way to continue to promote and grow my business and to connect. And so I had to figure out how am I going to do this? So I want to walk you through the boundaries that I have implemented that have completely changed the game for me when it comes to social media so that if you are feeling this way, you can implement these boundaries too. And I will tell you what this has done for me. It has brought so much more joy into my life. I have so much more time because I am not spending time scrolling. I have shifted so much of my focus from consuming to creating I am more present with my kids. There is no comparison going on. There is no competition going on anymore. And it has literally been a 180. And I felt like this episode was so perfect to dive into after the interview with Jessica Barnock because that interview and that episode is all about slow living and intentional living and quiet and uncluttered marketing in this aligns with that so perfectly. So what did I do and what can you do? Number one, I want you to look at how much time you are spending on your phone. So the first thing I did was I started looking at my screen time. And if you've never looked at your screen time, I'm going to walk you quickly through how you can do that on an iPhone. So I have an Apple iPhone 13, I believe. 
all you do is you go into settings. You just scroll down. It's near the top. You can click on screen time and you can see your daily average. The amount of time that you spend on your phone on a daily basis. And you might be appalled. If you have never looked at this number before, your jaw might drop because I guarantee you are on your phone way more than you think you are. From there, you can see. So once you're in that daily average, in the screen time, like daily average screen, you can see activity. The activity is broken down into categories. And you can hit that button and it will show you how much time you're spending on social media apps specifically, on entertainment apps, on this, that, and the other. It breaks it all down for you. Then you can get even more detailed and you can scroll down and see how much time you're spending on each specific app. And you can also see how many times you pick up your phone during the day, which is like jaw-dropping, mind-boggling and your notifications. So the first step is always awareness. We have to be aware of what's going on. You looking at your screen time brings awareness to how much time you're spending on your phone and how much time you're spending on social media and the specific social media apps. So the second thing I want you to do is I want you to look at social media specifically. How much time are you spending on these apps? And one thing that I did is I started to create app limits. So on the iPhone, you can set limits for how much time you spend on different apps, and different websites. So I have set an app limit for myself on Instagram for one hour a day. I am allowed to be on Instagram one hour. And that one hour includes any business work that I need to do on Instagram. So one hour a day for Instagram is the app limit I put on my phone. The other limit I put on my phone was for a new site that I tend to visit. I put a 10-minute limit on that because it can get very easy to scroll through. We've talked about how your environment and the information you take in influence you through quantum entanglement. So I wanted to make sure I wasn't spending too much time on a news app. So I put a 10-minute limit on the news app. I put a one-hour limit on Instagram, you might be thinking, okay, what about the other social media apps? I actually deleted the Facebook app off of my phone because I do not utilize Facebook for my business anymore, really. And there's really no reason for me to be on Facebook. I don't post on there. But what I found myself doing is after the kids went to bed, because I had put limits on the Instagram app, I would open up Facebook and I would start scrolling on Facebook. So I completely deleted Facebook from my phone. And then I am not on TikTok. The funny thing about this is I actually have thought about starting to utilize TikTok because I'm creating a lot of reels for this podcast. And I was like, well, I can just create the reel on Canva. I can upload it to TikTok and Instagram. Really doesn't create any extra work for me. But 
I don't know what's going to happen to TikTok, you guys. Maybe we know what's going to happen by the time this episode airs. But right now, as I'm recording this episode, I am not sure what's going to happen to TikTok in the U.S. So I am holding off on TikTok until I see what transpires with our government and TikTok and whether it is banned or it it changes. I just I don't want to put a lot of any time and effort into it until I know what's going on with that app. So that really takes care of the big social media apps for me. I utilize Pinterest for my business, but I don't go on Pinterest. So that's basically it. Instagram was the big one. And I will tell you guys, once I put that one hour limit on Instagram, I I hit that limit most days. I have to be so intentional about what I am doing when I go on Instagram. And Jessica talked about how she only goes on for 10 minutes a day. That is like a huge goal of mine. If I can get my Instagram down to 10 minutes a day, oh my gosh, that would be incredible. But one hour for me is a huge step in the right direction. The last thing I would encourage you to do is turn off all of your notifications. I have turned off every single notification on my phone. There is nothing that derails you more than dings. Ding, 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 ding. Or even that little red number circle. You just have to check it. So turn off all your notifications. And the other thing I do is while I'm working, I silence my phone. So I'm not being interrupted by messages coming through, by phone calls, So my phone is silenced most of the time and my notifications are turned off. The next thing you can do is you can actually schedule downtime or no phone time. So you can schedule downtime on your phone within the iPhone settings. This is not something that I have done because I feel like I'm pretty good with having downtime with my phone. I set a clear boundary and intention that when I pick my kids up from school, my phone goes away. I pick them up around three o'clock and my phone goes away until pretty much bedtime. I try not to be on my phone and I'm, I'm pretty good about it. But after recording the episode with Jessica, she talked about not being on her phone before 9 in the morning and after 7 p.m. So I have started to implement that. I limit the amount of time on my phone, basically now from when I pick my kids up from school all the way through the rest of the night because my kids go to bed at around between 7.30 and 8. So if I'm not going to be on my phone past 7 and I'm not going to be on my phone when they're home from school, then I'm really not on my phone after 3 ish. Now, do I pick it up every once in a while? Yes, I am not perfect. I can always improve, but this has greatly reduced the amount of time that I'm on my phone outside of the work, my work day. Now, not picking up your phone before 9 a.m. is very challenging, you guys. So I made a goal to not go on any social media apps before 9 a.m. And I will tell you, if you are not on your phone before 9 a.m., that opens up a lot of time. A lot, a lot, a lot of time to do other things. And I know so many of you feel like, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. 
when really a lot of your time is going to scrolling on social media, doing things that aren't actually helping you build your business or are healthy for you, and just being on your phone. So I would highly recommend implementing either a no phone zone or downtimes with your phone and you can schedule those in through your phone or you can just set a clear intention and boundary. And like I said, I am implementing what Jessica talked about, which is no social media and really not much phone at all before 9 a.m. and after 7 p.m. And then I really am intentional about not being on my phone after I pick the kids up from school. I believe the wealthy woman makes self-care a top priority because she knows how she shows up in the world when she is feeling her best. And part of feeling her best is putting her best face forward, which means taking care of her skin. I know for me, when my skin isn't looking its best, when I have blemishes, I don't feel nearly as confident as I do when my skin is clear, clean, bright, and glowing. And that's actually why I switched to Dime. I had been seeing Dime all over the social medias for over a year, and honestly, I thought that influencers were just getting paid to talk about how great these products were. But then my friend, who is equally skeptical, decided to give it a try, actually to prove that it wasn't that great and what happened was the exact opposite. She completely fell in love and became a raving fan of the Dime products, so I decided I had to give them a try because I was seriously struggling with my skin. I was having breakouts throughout the month, more breakouts than I had ever had before at 36 years old, and I was getting so frustrated. So I went all in. I ordered all of the products. Within a week of starting the Dime regimen, my skin completely cleared up, and it's remained clear for the last five months. I rarely get blemishes anymore. My skin feels so youthful, smooth, glowing, bright, and clean, and I feel incredibly confident and beautiful. Because it has done such wonders for me and my skin, I decided that I just have to share it with you because the wealthy woman feels gorgeous. She feels beautiful. She feels confident, and I know that clean, clear, bright, youthful skin contributes to that. So if you want to give Dime a try, Scroll down, click the link in the show notes, and use the code Lauren underscore Francois 20 at checkout to receive 20% off your order. Again, that's Lauren underscore Francois 20 at checkout to receive 20% off your first order. I'll also include in the show notes my regimen, but I will tell you my favorite products are the Hyper Glow Serum, the Hyaluronic Acid Serum, and the Dewy Day Cream. Oh my gosh, they are so luxurious. They are so spectacular and you will not regret giving them a try. So the next thing that you can do, we're on tip number four, is create outside of social media. So I mentioned Canva. I create all of my Instagram graphics, all of my Pinterest graphics. Everything is created on Canva for the most part. So all the reels that you see are pretty much all of the reels that you see the large majority on my Instagram account are actually created on Canva and then I go in and I upload them to Instagram and write a caption. Now if I wanted to get really intentional, I could actually write the caption outside of Instagram as well. I could write it on a Google Doc. I could write it as a note in my, 
I'm, if I'm trying to not be on my phone, I'd probably do it on my computer. I could write it on a no, as a note on my computer or a in a Google Doc, and I could just copy and paste it into Instagram. But I have been use, utilizing in, uh, Canva for content creation, which greatly reduces the amount of time that I am on Instagram. And you can also schedule your posts. Now, I don't do this because I don't mind going on Instagram to upload my posts. But if you feel like you're getting really distracted still by even going on there to upload your content, then you there are apps that you can utilize to actually schedule your content to post to Instagram without you going on Instagram. So those are the things I did to really create healthy boundaries around the amount of time that I was spending on my phone and on social media. Now let's talk about what my Instagram actually looks like when I go on it. So at the end of last year, I decided that I wanted to curate my social media feed. At that time, I was following over 2,000 people. And maybe that sounds like a lot of people to you. Maybe it doesn't sound like a lot of people to you based on how many people you follow. It felt like a lot of people to me, especially because I did not know the large majority of these people. So how did I get to 2,000 people? I actually had been up to around 5,000 people quite a few years ago when I was using a service to help me grow my Instagram, which I don't even think you can do that anymore. It was within the Instagram rules. Back then you could do it. Kind of it was like a workaround, but The way that this service built my account is they would start following people based on parameters that I gave them and in hopes that when they followed them, the person would follow me back. So I ended up following over like 5,000 people, most of which I did not know. So it was basically like a follow for a follow. And then when I got into the coaching industry – in 2020, I started to follow a lot of other coaches. This happened on Facebook and on Instagram through groups that I was in, through um, various courses and programs that I was in. I had a lot, a lot of coaches starting to follow me or friend request me and then I would follow them back or accept their friend request. And so I had so many coaches that I was following. And again, because of my open head center, my rationalization around this was, well, I'm searching for inspiration and ideas. But it became so unhealthy for me. So at the end of this year, I I was following over 2,000 people. And I remembered Amanda Francis saying that she only followed like 99 people. And this was a few years ago. And I I don't know if it was in a training. I can't remember where I heard her say this. But she said she was only following like 99 people. And I could not believe that. So I actually went and checked. And at the time of this recording, she is following 190 people. And she has over 500,000 followers. So there has been this kind of idea on Instagram that if someone follows you, you should follow them back. 
Well, clearly, her only following 190 people has not negatively impacted her business because it's not really about that. You don't want it to be about that. You don't want someone to follow you just because you're following them. You want someone to follow you because they find your page valuable in some way, right? Or your profile valuable in some way. So I was like, you know what? If she can do it and it doesn't impact her business in a negative way, I can do it. And so I went on a social media following cleanse. And you guys, I unfollowed almost everyone. I am currently following 117 people, businesses, and profiles. 117. I went from over 2,000 down to 117. And I asked myself, How do I want to feel when I open my social media? That is the question that I use to guide myself in terms of who am I going to follow. Now, I would say of the 2,000 people that I was following, I didn't know probably 95% of them on a personal level. And so it was very easy to go through and unfollow a lot because I didn't know them. And now I would say even of the 117 that I'm following, a good majority of them aren't active. They're family who I just like to follow. So there are very few people, like active people that I follow. I like to follow. Well, I'll get into who I like to follow. But when I asked myself the question, how do I want to feel when I open my social media? The answer was, I want to feel inspired. I want to feel joyful. I want to feel abundant. I want to pe- I want to see people that I know that I want to follow. And so I use that as my guidepost. And because I knew I was always going to be on social media in some way. Whether I'm opening social media for five minutes or ten minutes, I'm going to see my feed, right? And I want my feed to feel a certain way. I don't want there to be any comparison. I don't want there to be any competition. And I also wanted my inner authentic voice and desires to come through. I felt like with following so many other people within the same industry and constantly looking outside of myself for ideas and inspiration and not having that plan. So like really like bouncing around from one thing to the next, I wasn't allowing my inner authentic voice to really shine through and for my desires to shine through. And so I didn't want to be influenced anymore. (laughs) I did not want to be influenced when it came to my business and my content creation. So I unfollowed almost everyone. Now I follow just a very few coaches who truly, truly inspire me and who I love reading their content, seeing their reels, seeing their stuff. And it really with these particular people that I follow, these particular women that I follow, there really feels like there is no competition whatsoever. I follow travel accounts of places I want to go. I follow accounts that make me laugh. I follow a few friends and family and then I follow some business accounts that you know post various quotes various inspiration that really lifts me up 
It has been three months since I did this and I can tell you that my entire relationship with social media has changed. I have now shifted into creation over consumption. My consumption on social media has been reduced drastically. So my inner voice, my authenticity, my desires are coming through more and more and more because I'm not being influenced by other people on social media. I'm creating from within, from the things that light me up. And I'm telling you guys, the ideas, the inspiration, the opportunities, the people, they are flowing in like crazy. When I quieted the noise, it was like I could hear them. So I never really needed that anyway because because of my magnetic aura, because of my type, those, I, those things were always flowing to me. I just couldn't hear them because there was so much noise coming from social media. Now I'm actually able to hear them. I'm actually able to ask myself, what am I most excited to create content around? What am I most excited to teach on? What am I most excited to talk about? What is lighting me up the most right now? And I'm able to move forward with that. So the authenticity of what I am creating is at a level that it's never been at before. So creation over consumption, I have way more downtime. It's amazing how much time opens up when you are not on your phone. I have time to learn. I have time to take courses. I have time to improve my skills. I have time to think and to plan and to execute. It has been such a game changer. Now, the last thing I want to talk about that I did was... At the end of last year, beginning of December-ish, I decided that I was going to shift a big part of my business off of Instagram in 2023. And this was completely in alignment with everything else I talked about, with really having this like love-hate relationship with Instagram, not feeling like I had healthy boundaries, not feeling like what I was doing there was working. Taking all of this into consideration, I was like, I just, I don't want to rely on that anymore. I want to start to expand beyond that. And so that is actually the reason that I dove back into this podcast, that I rebranded the podcast and that I have been putting all of my energy here. It's because I wanted a platform where I felt I could go deeper and really deliver valuable content. And I did not feel like I was able to do that on Instagram. I have a defined throat center, which means that my voice is an energetic tool of service and the words that I speak are packed with power. If that doesn't scream podcast, I don't know what does. So I meant to use my 
voice. And I felt like on Instagram, I really couldn't use my voice because on stories, if you talk for too long, I noticed that my views went way down. I was not getting traction on the lives that I was doing on Instagram, the videos that I was putting out. And so it was leading to me feeling a lot of frustration. And I was like, something has to change. And I had this podcast. I was like, I just need to rebrand it. And then I can really start to focus my effort over there and it is going to feel so in alignment with my design with what I'm meant to do with how I desire to show up with what's lighting me up and so I have shifted the biggest part of my business really off of social media I don't consider podcasting to be social media so that was the inspiration behind really diving back into the podcast. Then just recently I said, you know what? I want to utilize other avenues to promote the podcast. So I have been utilizing Instagram to promote the podcast. And that is the primary reason I am on Instagram these days. So now I am using Instagram to connect and to promote the podcast. And I'm really using it to show you another side of me, right? I'm using it more to show you the behind the scenes of my life and my family and what's going on. And it's a way for me to really create that connection without feeling pressure to produce content there. So I'm utilizing it for that, for connection and to build relationships. And I'm also utilizing it to promote the podcast. But I didn't want to just use Instagram to promote the podcast. So I have dove into Pinterest recently as a tool to promote the podcast and I hired someone to help me do this because part of my design is also to delegate and really have a team of people around me helping me and so I am expanding out into different avenues to really expand and grow my business and like I said I'm debating about TikTok we'll see what happens with TikTok but that has been something that has been in the back of my mind so now instead of everything being on Instagram the primary tool that I use to deliver my content is the podcast I am promoting it on Instagram but I also am promoting it on Pinterest I have a Telegram channel that I utilize to talk with those of you that choose to be over there and talk to me there. So I'm expanding out and I'm trying to shift beyond social media. I want to be using quite a few different platforms eventually to grow this business. So what has the results been? I alluded to this at the beginning of the podcast, but the result of this shift has been that everything feels more in alignment. It feels more exciting and it feels like there's more of a flow. It feels like this is what I am meant to be doing and it feels like I am utilizing my gifts and my design in a way that they're meant to be utilized to reach you and to do what I'm, I've been put on this planet to do. There's no more competition, you guys. I cannot tell you how incredible it feels to have no competition and no comparison when I go on my social media, when I go on Instagram. It is the 
greatest gift that I could have given myself and it's the greatest gift that you can give yourself. When you remove comparison, I feel like it makes the things that you have that much more enough. You remove a constant feeling of lack from your life when you remove comparison. I have more time. I am more present in my life. And I feel more joy. And then finally, I feel like more of my authentic voice is shining through because I have reduced the noise. So these are the things that you can look forward to if you decide to start implementing the things that I've talked about in this episode. And I want to just quick recap the steps that you can take to create healthy boundaries with your phone and with social media to wrap this episode up. So number one, go in and check your screen time. You cannot change what you are not aware of. See how much time you're spending on your phone. See how much time you're spending on the various social media apps. Number two, create app limits. So Decide how much time you want to be spending on each app and create an app limit for that. You can also do this for websites, as I mentioned. If you feel like you need to completely eliminate something, delete the app off your phone and for heaven's sake, turn off your notifications. Turn off all of your notifications. Step three, either schedule downtime within the settings of your phone or intentionally create a no phone zone or a no phone time. What Jessica recommended, what I'm implementing is no social media and very limited phone before 9 a.m. and after 7 p.m. And like I said, I am very uh, much aware of how much I use my phone after 3 o'clock when I pick up my kids. Step four, move your creation outside of social media. So if you are a business over business owner creating content for social media, are there apps and tools you can utilize off of social media to create that content so you don't get sucked into scrolling? You can utilize Canva if you're looking to create beautiful images or reels. You can also utilize different scheduling apps to schedule your posts to post on different social media platforms and you can write your content outside of social media and either copy and paste it into social media or copy and paste it into the scheduling app to then schedule it onto social media. Step number five, curate your social media feed. Go through and do a social media cleanse. Unfollow, unfollow, unfollow. Be super particular about who you are allowing into your environment and what information you are taking in. We talked about this in the episode where we talked about quantum entanglement. It was the cord cutting episode. The beginning of the cord cutting meditation, I talk about quantum entanglement and how much the information you take in in your environment influence you. So, You can utilize the question, how do I want to feel when I open my social media to guide you in your unfollowing process? And then finally, step six, if you're feeling this pull 
to not be on social media so much, potentially expand your business or shift your business or part of your business off of social media? Are there other ways to deliver? Are there other ways to deliver that feel more in alignment? I say this all the time. There are a million ways to build a successful business. There are so many people who don't even utilize social media and have the most insanely successful businesses. You don't need it. There are other ways. You can use it if you want to. But how do you want to use it? Maybe it's time to shift some of your business off of social media and start expanding into other avenues. So those are my social media boundary tips. I cannot wait to hear what you guys thought of this episode. Please head on over, and I'm going to say this, head on over to Instagram because like I said, I use Instagram to connect. So head on over to Instagram or Telegram and let me know what you thought. You can also rate and review the episode, write a review of what of this episode, what it meant to you, what you took away from it, any breakthroughs that you had. I want to hear from you. I want to hear what you thought of this and how these tips impact you. And finally, take action, you guys. I would love to see you do something similar if you feel like you have an unhealthy relationship with social media. Because you know what? We're, life is not lived on social media. It's lived outside of social media. And you are going to get back so much time, so much presence, and so much joy if you are able to implement strict, healthy boundaries with your social media, especially if you are a mom and you are a business owner that primarily runs their business online. So that is what I have for you. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I cannot wait to hear from you and I will talk to you at our next episode. Bye. Okay, you wealthy woman, real quick before you go, if you found value in today's episode, please subscribe, share this with your friends, and leave me a review. Leaving a review is so simple, but I didn't know how to do it at the beginning either, so I'm going to walk you through it. All you have to do is whatever app you're listening to this podcast on, find this show, The Wealthy Woman, scroll down, you'll see stars, and with those stars, you can leave me a rating and review. I'd love you so much for taking the time to do this. In all honesty, the reviews are what help the podcast get into the hands of other women desiring to create true wealth and manifest their dream lives. Okay, I'll let you get back to your day. See you next time.